Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is AEW Unrestricted. Here, the podcast of All Elite Wrestling, our official podcast, every Thursday. I'm here, Aubrey Edwards, with Tony Schiavone. Mind you, Tony Schiavone is in bright canary yellow. So what's wrong with that? It's it's nothing wrong. I'm actually putting you over, man, because we've got this sweet new backdrop, Uh season two, bright colors. I love it. You should definitely watch the video of this version of this podcast. On YouTube, I'm a colorful week. guy. I like colors. You do, yeah. and you're one of those dudes that doesn't just say I'm wearing yellow. You no, actually say like lemonade. I'm wearing lemonade. Uh-huh. Okay, what color are your shorts? Uh, this is uh, viola. It's like a lavender. Yeah, it's kind of lavender viola. Yeah, I'm impressed, man. Thanks. It's good. So there's the colors down, Cody. What do you think of that? I think there's no better way to start season two than for you to be wearing lemonade. <laughs> Thank you. It's the color of season two. It's the color of the You're wearing all gray. Our time. I am. And I was debating because COVID is what it is. You never know what's on screen anymore. You never know what's not. Sometimes it's better at AEW to not pay attention to all the factors. They'll stress you out. Exactly. So yep. I just said, I'm just going to come in in my workout clothes because I got to go work out. And I feel like we all made the right choice. Yeah. I was a little shocked you walked in, not in gimmick, with the suit and everything. But it's not a gimmick. I know. I know. It's you. You're living the gimmick. I live it. Right. You know why I wear the suit? Why? I want people to know that I'm always open for business. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe do. it. I want them when they walk in, if they are like, who do we talk to about this? Who do we talk... Oh, he... Okay. We'll the, talk to him. The most professional looking one here. Maybe the I don't always have the answer. And lately, I've been saying flat out, I don't have that answer, but I can find you the person who does have that answer. And that's, I don't make up answers anymore. I've found that's a bad call. Right. Let's bad, find the bad. right person. Let's right. get it set up. Right. I always was told you need to look organized in a disorganized world. Oh, gospel. There's okay. nothing more disorganized than God. wrestling. So, oh. so you look at Cody walking around with a tie on. And a format in his hand, and you think we're, okay. we're we got it going on backstage. We we're all together. And as you know, in wrestling, a lot of times <laughs> backstage, we ain't got it all together. No. no, it's it's the appearance, yeah, the confidence. We also have a lot of extra talent and young, super, and I mean this not in a negative way, just genuinely inexperienced talent. And I want them to always have some sort of sense of calm and security about the the workplace and maybe that is a uh, part of it and i also try to check all our relationships that's 
a big part of my day. I found that that's a big part of the day. Check in with every single person who needs to be checked in with. Define who needs to be checked in with. Everyone on our show for the most part. Every, I want to, and I don't, it's very difficult to have a long interaction and conversation with everybody, but I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're unimportant. Jim Ross is a pretty good example. JR is widely regarded as the greatest announcer of all time. He's on our show. He's next to the silver tongue, Tony Schiavone, who I've known my whole life, known both of them my whole life. They argued once on air about who's known Michelle longer while I was in the middle of doing a bunch of spots. And then I laughed at like, this match could be over by the time you figure out who knew my mom longer. (laughs) Um, But he's somebody that he comes right back through and nobody's like, damn, Jim, you killed it. Great job. Great job. And I actually feel like someone should be there to tell them great job. They're out there all night. Someone should be there to they're just the biggest part of big part of the show. So that's more what I mean with interactions. I want everyone to know, like, hey, I know what you're doing tonight. Can't wait to see it or uh, just that's top to bottom. I try to, for the most part. Again, the bolts, you know, maybe the people are the bolts. The bolts. Yeah. Anything could really be the bolts. Yeah. It's a massive operation. It really is a massive operation. And with also our footprint at Daly's Place, we just keep more people just keep showing up. Oh, people, my God. New people. Why does oh, QT keep bringing in people? Yeah. <laughs> QT is um, just a, the saga of QT is really uncomfortable for me at this point. Uncomfortable? Well, I'm really proud of him. He does great work. I'm really proud of him. He's basically Tony's quarterback coach at this point. Like, I'm really proud of him. But, brother, you were hired to be my assistant. And what the – I don't have an assistant. So And now people come in, and they come to my room, come in, open the door. Is QT in here? No, he's not. Oh, never mind. What what can QT do? I asked CD the I, I what can he do that I cannot answer? And then the best was thinking I would have an answer. Yeah. The question was one that I just said you got to go find QT. Uh, so I uh, I'm very proud of him. He worked his way into the system. He's a very carny, classic wrestler type. You know, real brothered up. He's a brotherly type, but he has been uh, he has been a wonderful addition to the crew. I think all the EVPs have brought people on board and we secretly uh, look at their others like, oh, my guy's doing better than your guy. Right. Mm. We, I th- and that's a good competition because you can't have blind spots. If you're bringing somebody in, they better deliver. And that's, we. I didn't mean to talk about QT, but that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, well it, it, he does great work. You need to get yourself another assistant then. Yeah, you do. I wanted, <laughs> we're just throwing it all. Yeah, that's, that's what we do here. <laughs> I wanted to get... Veda Scott. Oh, I love her. And I never even mentioned to her. And here's why. It would just be QT 2.0. Why? Because QT envisions himself as the rock. That in his mind, right? he is the rock. He has okay. big aspirations. All right. I think anyone who's in the entertainment business like Veda's in as well, mm-hmm. you know, she has aspirations. Sure. I need someone with no aspirations. Okay. I need someone... Who's who's really not a non-aspirational? Yeah. Really, I need someone. Mega told me, chief legal legal counsel. Mega told me I should have someone who has no interest in wrestling. Mm. That's probably good. Probably, yeah. And you have to reteach them wrestling. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, but it's not hard to pick up once you're backstage for a little while. No, it's not. He's it's a just, good guy. He's a dipshit. He's a good guy. Well, that that depends. Watch out, her. She runs her mouth too much. Yeah, like no, one hundred percent. But that's that's the thing that's like I find very interesting because I haven't been doing this for very long, mm-hmm. and Cody's really good about this. Where he'll, he'll text me and say like, "Hey, 
don't don't do this thing. Just heads up. This is this reads this way. And I think it's important that you have those people that are looking out for everyone else. Yeah. And make sure because there's there's a lot of shit. I probably fuck up and I have no idea. No, it, every everyone does. Right. E- everyone does. And what happens when somebody reminds you of when you slipped up or when you did something or, hey, maybe this was a different way. You get like mad at that person for oh, no. a few seconds or at least I did back in the day. But then I find a year or two later, I'm looking like that guy or girl actually had an interest in me. They wanted me to succeed and pass their knowledge on. That is something I'm okay with people being a little like, he's a jerk or, you know, I'm okay with them thinking that just as long as they know I also was only trying to help. Right. You know, because indifference is so much worse than heat. When you get to the point where you're like, ah, who cares? That's way worse. If you've got heat with people, it's because they care. If you've got heat because she did this or he did this, it's one thing. If you fall asleep and miss your segment at the end of the night and everyone goes, ah, no big deal. That is the worst. Mm -hmm. That's indifference. You don't want indifference. If you're getting feedback from people, it's because they legitimately care about your improvement. Yeah. They if want. no one's telling you you're fucking up, that's a bad sign. No, that's that's the whole game. We should tell each other. We've got to check and we got to balance each other. Because the wrestling system that has been in place systematically would love this to fail because, oh, no way will this work. No way will this work. There's multiple wrestlers with creative. There's random weird job titles. It's half office, half not. No way will it work. But so far, we're year two, new logo. Yeah. Lemonade. Boundless. Lemonade. We're working. Think boundless. We are currently working with no, there's no end in sight. Mm -hmm. So we just have to keep working. Sure. Keep expanding. Bless you, Pharaoh. So a year later now, as we go, as the EVPs got together with Tony a year ago, mm-hmm. even before that a year ago, did you envision this is where we would be? I mean, no one envisioned COVID. I get Not that. Not Jacksonville. Uh, but did you? I mean, <laughs> we were top 25, one of the top one of the top 50, I guess, 100 shows in a yeah. TV guide. I mean, we obviously have done a lot of things correctly. Did you envision this? I feel like I take the more pessimistic stance yep. of, of everybody and not, not because... I don't have confidence is because I lived the same thing you lived, Tony. I just lived it as a son versus being in the mix. But I remember Dusty getting the ratings on Thursday via fax. Yeah. I remember them celebrating the ratings, talking about the ratings, and then wrestling being the most popular thing ever. And the next thing you know, this area, this jewel of the South that was Atlanta where all of WCW was, just it just went away. Yep. And then there was this terrible fallout. For years, of the South, for the most part, was lacking its wrestling. So that that fear and that experience makes it so that I'm always very pessimistic. But to answer your question, I because I'm more pessimistic, I did not think we would be doing as well as we're doing. Right. And that's with COVID in mind. Yeah. Right? I thought we would be moving and shaking and aiming for expansion. But you mentioned the TV Guide thing to be in the top of 50 shows to maintain top five cable series to take a dip in the ratings and then shoot right back up uh, with the Brody and Dustin episode cruising fully and registering over a million in this era with attention spans the way they are and the mm-hmm. cord cutting and all of that good stuff. I didn't think we would be expanding and I didn't think we'd be in this spot right now. I'm very happy and also very trepidatious and scared and want I want it to keep going. I don't it, want anyone to screw it up. It puts you it keeps you gives you your edge, I think. You know, you talk about being very pessimistic about wrestling. Mm-hmm. I was with Jim Crockett Promotions when it went down. Okay. Right. I was with WCW when it went down. So pessimism 
in, did I say that word right? Yes, I Pessimism. think I did. Pessimism. In, but anyway, uh, being <laughs> pissed off about wrestling is, is, yeah. is kind of like where I came from. So I, I get that. This is the most fun you've ever had in wrestling, right? Yeah, by far. It's 100%. the most fun I've ever had in life. That's such a good thing to hear. And I feel like, I know this sounds weird, but you're like the, Tony, you're the example of what we were trying to bring back, the energy. Like that energy actually quantifies and translates to the people who watch. They didn't like it. They didn't, it was icky. There was, and now you're here and you love wrestling again. Yeah. And that's such a good feeling. I love how we have taken the generations prior and featured them on our shows. We've never, we've never made it cheap by mm-hmm. any means from Greg, the hammer Valentine sitting into the crowd to having Tony pass on his knowledge to Excalibur and having Jim Ross there just doing it right doing that's how it should be you need those experienced guys around really to lean on I don't know where I was going with it that's okay just we're just talking so uh going back the first year give us a story that behind the scenes story that you remember more than any Hmm. well we could talk about I think it's been safe enough a big goal with unrestricted as as everyone here knows is sometimes the podcast might end up getting a bit actually unrestricted mm-hmm. in terms of there are areas that we have to be careful about what we talk about, and we but we also don't want to insult anyone's intelligence as a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that gets talked about a lot, and it's safe to talk about now, is the the gimmicked gimmicked uh, chair uh, with Sean Spears, and how terribly wrong, <laughs> how how. How terribly wrong! It's uh, wrong of me to laugh. It I'm all sorry. went, but but I actually told him last night. I told Ronnie, which is his, Sean's real name. Now we're really now we're really, really unrestricted. Yeah, okay. oh. Now we're unrestricted. I told Ronnie, former blackjack dealer um, from Mississauga, right? Can I don't know yeah. Mississauga, <laughs> dude. He's a that guy's been on a journey. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Journey. Oh yeah. I, I had told him he. It's entirely my fault. What happened? Really? The whole thing is my fault. The whole thing. And the scene when I was came back and I did not have a concussion, but I definitely was shell-shocked. When I came back and Steve, you and all the Comeback Studio guys were filming it, filming a very real moment. But I saw out of the you know corner of my eye as I headed for the training room, Moxley and Tony Khan just ripping Spears to shreds. Oh. Just, and I hadn't seen that side of the, the the owner and the founder, the chief, the boss, Tony. And I hadn't seen that side. Moxley is some days he says one half a word to you. Mm-hmm. Other days he's talking your ear off. Yeah. And he's such a unique personality. Yes, he is. It was cool to see that because he cared about my health and he cared about the product. And I could see him pantomiming to Spears on how he was supposed to do it. And he's doing this because every and Tony's agreeing because you know, you've got a wrestler like that giving his vote. He's clearly got to be right, but he's wrong. He's really I really appreciate he cared about me. He's wrong because I'm the one who told Ronnie Spears to swing from the side. Hey Pharaoh, we're trying to do a podcast. Oh, yeah, he, you he, don't have a he, microphone. He gets uh, he gets antsy when you recant the story about yeah, getting yeah. your head open. True up. alpha. So I. I told him to swing from the side, and the last words I told him, because there's a whole series of days prior to this where we're going over it. The last words I told him were, swing for the fence. (laughs) 
And when I landed, yeah. you I don't know if you can make out the camera shot, but when I land, my head is so stiff from the shot that I land like the awkward landing where uh -huh. you like have two falls. I muttered swing for the fences. Oh. I knew because here was my objective. And I want people to understand this. Wrestling is violent. Wrestling is violent. People get hurt. It's not ballet. You've heard all this stuff. No, I don't want anyone to get hurt. You know, the art is to make it look like we hurt each other with, and then we can go home. That's why we shake hands over and over and over again. If we're going to be held to the same standard as TV and film, which some people would like to hold us to those same standards, we're you know, we have a comparable reach. Uh, we have global penetration, uh, pop culture wise. Well, then if Captain America can be swinging his shield around, hitting people on the head with it, no one's crying headshots. No one's blaming this modern generation for whatever the hell they did in 1990-something with Mick and Rock and Shamrock. Oh, we're not, that's not our fault. So I wanted to take chair shots to the head back for the boys. <laughs> but I wanted to do it safely. Here was the plan. The plan was, and I explained this because everyone was pretty adamant against it. I said, we'll do a chair shot to the head, but we will literally gimmick the chair. Mm. So gimmicking the chair would have been nice to have a person who knew how to do that. But it, just, <laughs> it went from, okay, uh, my friend order this off Amazon and, and see if this would work. Or if we take the cushion off, is it super thin like sheet metal, like a cookie sheet? Like, if we play with these chairs, but then it won't look like a wrestling steel chair. So what do we do? So Charlie Ramon, I don't know how much you know about Charlie. He saved Moxley mm -hmm. in that moment. Uh, he's been in a bunch of random segments. I would classify Charlie as what we would call our magic department. Ooh, that's a good word for it's, it. It's crafts. Sure. It's uh, props. It's um, things like uh, the double or nothing set, the giant cards with Mox and... Yeah. Brody, that was all Charlie. Hand-painted. Hand-painted. So it, The Britt Baker logo on the car. The, all, the, all the crafty things. In, in WWE, the department was called magic because it could be, hey, can I get some costume jewelry to, can I get a sledgehammer that's actually rubber, and these are the eight, eight different versions of it, et cetera. It was actually a full department. So Charlie kind of filled that void, but before he ever filled that void, because he's doing great now, he was briefly the head of our props division. He was also fired... The same day he was head of our props <laughs> because of how bad this all went. Plan was Charlie was going to sand the seat of the chair, sand it, sand it, sand it, sand it, sand it, so that it was a cookie sheet. A cookie sheet can't hurt anybody. Mm. Can't hurt anybody. But it sounds 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 like it, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like it does. It's not it's not unlike why we hit each other with the trash can lid. You know, it's weird that in these wrestling street fights, we always somehow find that trash can lid from that steel trash can that no one's had in years. But it makes a great sound. Mm -hmm. It looks good. He was going to sand the, sand the seat of the chair and then again swing for the fences. So I wanted to see it. And I, being very organized, organization being a thing, I said, well, I want two of them. I want two of them because what if we decide to do one in the middle of the day to test it? I want to have two of them. And then you mark them with a piece of tape and you leave them in my my office. Right. I remember walking mm -hmm. into your office to call a match and there's two of them there and one of them has a bunch of tape on it. Yep. You're like, hey, let's make sure we do this one, that not was, this other one. That was the gimmick chair. The night before walking to that oceanfront center or whatever it's called there in Daytona, Tony Khan is adamant that 
Charlie hits him with the chair. And I was adamant that you, he is not hitting you with the chair. You're not taking a headshot. No, if you're going to take the headshot, I want to take the headshot. I really appreciate it, but we're sanding this thing down and we can't, we can't dent it. And if mm -hmm. we dent one, then, you know, perhaps we should have. I still would never want Tony to take this, but he even was like banging it against his own head. Like, see, it's nothing. And he kept banging it against his own head. He's showing everybody, <laughs> see, it's nothing. You know, he's such a it's fine. It's energetic fine. individual. But what I told them, I said, if we get a lot of a lot of heat right out of the gate, optics wise, if we get a lot of heat for what what goes down, say to you know whatever sources you want to, uh, however you want to distill this information, tell them it was a gimmick chair, so that in the fiction, in the actual product and what we're doing, we're not addressing it. But off the record, he is addressing it. So really, no one can get mad. That was the plan. Should have coordinated the plan with everybody. That would include Mad Nick Jackson, who I left out in the wilderness on this. Kenny, who I, I don't think I've said a word to about this. That was the plan. So that's where the term gimmicked chair came from. In the end, he did sand the chair down. It was sheet metal. It was beautiful. It's just my advice to Ronnie to swing from the side is what created. He also, you know, he swung for the fences is what the back bar, the top bar is what ate the back of my head. And you mm -hmm. can literally, if you put your hand back there, yeah, let me see. you can feel like where the, the oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. And I was happy with, so I knew it went bad and I, I knew it went bad, but I was like, man, it was, it was a great moment. It, it was a great moment. I didn't have a concussion and, you know, Brandy doesn't like when I do violent things, but I'm a weird, violent wrestler. I like to get hit in the face. I, it's a weird thing. She don't like that. So she's yelling at me, but not yelling at me, being a good wife. Uh, but I, I, in my mind, I was like, nah, the moment was cool. That was a cool moment. That was, that was it. That was a cool moment. And then they went on that scrum that night, Mad Nick, and they're saying it was gimmicked. And then Tony said it was pilot error. And then it just became this whole just big thing. And then we're never going to do chair shots to the head again. And just my attempt to get chair shots to the head back for the boys, but safely was a failed attempt. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, maybe it should have never been attempted because the optics of hitting someone in the head with a chair are still the same, whether it's our fault for what mankind and Ken Shamrock and all those guys did. People still look at that, look at it that way. Right. So I didn't, I didn't think of that. And that was a big lesson for me, would I do it again? Yeah. Of course you would. I would because it led to a fun pay-per-view and Spears has, has never really had the moment I think he deserves. And in that case, he had Tully Blanchard. He had that moment. I thought it was the right moment and it's, it's what he deserved as somebody who helped train me uh, early on in my career and was really patient with me. But yeah, the chair, it's still, we have one. At the Nightmare Factory, we have the other one, so you never know. You never it's av it's available, but can't wait. You can't swing it sideways, as Moxley just kept. You got to swing it, swing it overhead. Yeah. So, but chairs to the head, I don't, I don't see us doing again. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, before we go to our next story, I do want to put a bow on this and say, remember that Captain America, Chris Evans, had a stunt double. That's, That's true. That's how they get That's away true. with it. No way. Have you seen the bot on that guy? <laughs> What a bod. He's not stunt doubling it. Oh, well, there's definitely a stunt double. We're talking to uh, Cody, and we'll have more on Unrestricted. This is AEW Unrestricted. We're here with Cody, talking a little behind-the-scenes stuff, particularly the, the chair shot to the head and mm. the gimmick chair. Gimmicked. Yeah. It was uh, 
So it was interesting because I don't know if you knew or not, but I wasn't signed at that time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You had actually texted me like the day after Fight for the Fall and you're like, hey, are you signed? Or I'm like, oh, nope. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I was not. So I was particularly terrified that like I fucked everything up, even though like it's it's clearly all your fault. But that's like my my moment. Right. Because you're laying there and there's a pool of blood forming. It was so. Uh, and your wife looks at me and goes, is this a blood packet? And I said, nope. Oh, yeah, she put her hand under there. Yeah. But it wasn't your fault at all. No. I mean, it's one of those, like, in that moment, I'm like, oh, man, I fuck up. They're not firing me. They're, Is that where they're, kept, they're totally going to fire me. I kept me. referring to you, and it didn't make any sense, but I was trying to refer to the psychology between Donkey Kong and Princess Peach. I was trying to make Brandy <laughs> Princess Peach, and you were her Donkey Kong, keeping her... Yeah, so yeah, about I that. I wanted you to protect her from Spears. Right, so Spears cool. and I go over that spot like yeah. 30 fucking times, probably more. Yeah. But like, like at that point, I'm a nobody. Spears doesn't know me, and he wants to make sure the timing's absolutely correct. Mm. So I stand in front of Brandy, assuming this is going somewhere. Yeah. Where was that supposed to go? No, I just... I, I, or just that moment. The idea was, I never told you this, but the idea was, um, I thought I saw something special in you. And I thought it would be good to give you some personality beyond just the stripes. I think our referees are, JR is actually really good about this too. Mm -hmm. We don't care about them. Are we going to put their names? I think it was, I wanted to to give you, I don't know what you would classify it, just a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very appreciative of it. It's still my favorite match to this day. Oh, I just wanted you to have a moment and, and, and build upon your own moments because and wrestling, you can feel when somebody's on the come up. Because you, know, you, you said you you said you were a nobody. My big rule in wrestling is nobody's a nobody. And I teach the with the kids, the rookies at the Nightmare Factory, the first thing I teach them is, like, anyone can walk in this room at any point and change your life. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be too cool for this. Don't mm-hmm. be looking over your shoulder, which is what a mutual friend between Tony Schiavone and I have, an older wrestler, a man, uh, who always looks over his shoulder looking for the next famous person to walk in the room and how can they make me famous? How can I get them to do my thing? Blah, blah, blah. I, I want people looking at who they have right there, then and there, and making the best out of that moment, um, especially when you're young. And especially we're a young company. We're growing together. Yeah, I was on a real Aubrey kick then because that happened, and then I was adamant that you had to do the first Dynamite match. I don't know. Uh, that we had a thing. We saw. Right. I saw something special. Plenty of other people have seen it. I mean, now you're hosting a freaking podcast. Yeah. In year two, we have Britt Baker, Sammy Guevara, uh, MJF, Ricky Starks. My God, Eddie Kingston. They were nothing in year one. Mm. They were year one rookies, and now they have their own brands and yeah. own identities. That Anna J. Seven oh, matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anna Jay's going to be a huge part of year two. Red Velvet. I don't even know if Red Velvet works here yet. <laughs> she does. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate That might that be breaking that. news. I <laughs> no, so do you want to know how I know that? She's on Agree to Appear, right? <laughs> what? She's on an Agree to Appear. Not I don't, so, so when we have, I don't know what tier she's on, but I know that. <laughs> agree to Appear. Okay. Right, may, all right. I well, mean, well, she stop. hasn't gotten the Red Velvet is all. Red Velvet is ours. <laughs> but she ain't all elite. All right. She does not get in a graphic. Well, Jeff is particular about who gets the graphic. Oh, very particular. Some people get it. Some people don't. Yeah, Jeff should come on here. He's got a lot of good opinions. Yeah, well, we, we only have 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jeff. Uh, so tell us, I mean, you, you hit us with it. What is agree to, agree to appear? 
Explain to us what that is. Yeah, we've got like tier one, tier zero. Like, agree what is to, that? Uh, agree to appear as a tier zero, meaning you will get a you'll get a bonus, which is Tony's super super generous. If you ask some of these extras what they're making for yeah. being there, mm-hmm. you would literally <laughs> like, what? What? Like my my dad would have lost it. Right. What? But it's he's right. It's right. COVID era. They mm-hmm. have no other work. There's no indies. That's right. And if you work indies, you're now jeopardizing working on dynamite exactly. or dark. Exactly. It's like we don't want that COVID shit. Get out of here. Tier zero is just a signing bonus and exclusivity to us in terms of like we get a first option on you, I believe is how it works. And we guarantee you X amount of dates, five dates. The exclusivity thing is case by case, but we guarantee you X amount of dates. The goal is you don't want to pay someone and agree to appear. Chris Harrington would handle this much better than I am. You don't want to keep giving them their 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 weekly, their weekly, their weekly, their weekly versus tier wanting them, which is our base contractor agreement. I don't okay. think you can it's use the salary get paid but, every two weeks. Uh, but, <laughs> see what Tony says. <laughs> but I don't think you can use any of this. And then it goes, you know, and like that's another thing. We're just talking about Tony has this eye. We've built a middle card and a lower card. We have tier ones, tier twos, tier threes, tiers four. Okay. And then tier Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's all that shit in the middle. Yeah. But we have stuff in the middle. Really. So like, you know, it's not shit. And this is also a company that nobody does the classic talk about how much they make. Like, right. Well, you don't. No, I've, oh my no, god! No, no, no one does. There's no point. Never no. tell anyone in wrestling no. how much you make, and then it, when you do, half the time they lie, anyways. Like, yeah. no, uh, the contracts here are amazing. They really yes. are. So everyone is is given a choice as to things that are important to them. Pieces of the different pieces of the pie. AW Games. You know, you wanted to be the head of it. I wanted, wanted to be the head, to be head, of, head it. of it. But really, I, you're the head of it. I didn't know it was a real thing until <laughs> I did the commercial the other day. And I was so we had a logo and everything. Well, Nick Sobic is really the head of it. Really? I like that guy, but he I can tell you this about Nick Sobic. He doesn't trust me at all. I don't think he trusts anybody. I don't think he trusts anybody. I've told him before, like, hey, I'm not a shyster. Nick Sobic's our vice president. We have a lot of them. He's right? my direct boss. VPs are just, yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't think you trust anyone. Though. You trust me. You trust me. I would trust. I, so you're like, oh, 100% one of the first people I would trust. But right. we're a year in now, bud. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to get on the cover of the game. Like, okay. I would love to be. Yeah. I would. If you tell I'll me. see what I can do. If you tell me that Kenny's on the cover of the game, cool. It's a goal for me next year. Maybe next year. I'll yeah. Maybe next year. It's like the PWI 500. You can just pay me under the table, but man. I'm, but that's the thing. I'm not going to be like, like. You know, like I'm not going to bury somebody to right. do it. I'd rather do it by my own merit. Right. And in the end, I know we're just going to put everyone on the cover anyways, because we're way too generous when it comes to poster well, space. I mean, there's mobile games don't have fucking covers. Yeah, true, true. But like, I want to go see, if I go to see a Denzel Washington movie and Denzel Washington's on the poster, I get it. Like, I don't need, I know we try to cover a lot of bases and Brandy loves everyone to be on the poster too. But like, I just need like four or five people because then you're supposed to, the goal is like, I want to be on that next time. Mm-hmm. Then you look at it later in your career, like that was mine. That so was you're cool. not on any of the initial promotional art for EGM because you're no, 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 because your art was not finished. Because I, I we had to do so many revisions. Like the tattoo was not Breaking big news. enough. Uh, your hair was originally brown because everyone was on board with it. Yeah. I know it was too vampire, but mm-hmm. there was, when I had to tell people like, no, we have to go back to blonde. There was like you know a what, legit like, oh, you know what marketing will tell me when I when I get a little irritated about my coverage or like i see the moxley billboard replace my billboard downtown they always say you're on the next wave and then i don't look 
You know, it's a good, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good, you'll be on the next wave. It's better than putting everyone on the poster because if you put everyone on the poster, nobody's special. Exactly. You told me that. George, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, and it's not negative. It's not negative. No. If you're trying to present, hey, that's, Ricky Starks is our guy. He's the future. Well, then don't make him the same size who I was going to say was mean. Um, don't make him the same size. That he can't, he's got to be front and center. He has mm-hmm. to be presented as such. That, that is wrestling, traditional yeah. wrestling. Sure. It's, you lead. That's one of the problems that WWE has. They're still post, it's still John Cena and The Undertaker. They're not wrestling, dog. No. Get Cena's got hair now. Yeah, he's in movies. New, yeah, he's, doing, he's killing it. He's killing it. John's a great guy. I drove John around for a year. Super valuable learning experience. He was going through a cowboy phase when I drove him around. Cowboy? <laughs> so he was into Coors Original, the banquet beer, the Golden Coors. Right. And he was such a diligent, hardworking guy. He was up at 6 a.m. every day, legit squatting. We're nearing 500, 600 pound level. Like he was just an absolute Olympic lifting monster. I, I have lost communication with him, but absolutely what a good leader. A wonderful individual, and I'm so happy he's able to have blown up in the way he has because he's been on such a journey. Again, I don't know how much of this we can do, but <laughs> I was very happy for him. It is unrestricted. It's unrestricted. Exactly. So we're not restricting ourselves. No, we're not. Okay, we're talking with Cody, and we're, I want to hit him with a few things that's going on in yep. wrestling today and get his reaction to. George Clapp. This is AEW Unrestricted, Tony and Aubrey and Cody. And now I guess we can say Cody Rhodes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, okay. we, we, we can. I uh, I think people are going to be pissed because I don't want the name for wrestling purposes. I wanted it for outside project purposes. Okay. Because outside projects don't get it when, you're, when they're like, hey, what's your name? And they're like, well, it's Cody. Well, what's your last name? It's Runnels. Well, Rhodes. Mm. Which is it? Right. Like they're real quick to like, what are we putting on this? Sure. Your, your, what's SAG? Who's, where is SAG? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they get confused. And then you never want to come into someone else's house, which is a wrestler. You're always a guest in their world and have pre-existing like legal issues. They're not just going to put the American Nightmare Cody as much as I would want them to. But wrestling, I like just Cody. But yes, we are free to say it. And that was a very positive and great thing that just recently happened. Wrestling's greatest lawyer, who I like a lot, but represents too many people, Dawkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's my lawyer, too. Uh, so, and I'm sure he represents Pharaoh at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so Dawkins did an outstanding job. Really. He loves the business, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you got to have somebody that loves the business, I think, understands the business. Yeah, that's why the assistant thing. I need, we need an assistant that loves the business, I mm-hmm. think. Otherwise, we're teaching them the whole thing. All right. I like Dawkins. Yeah. But yeah, we can say Cody Rhodes. That's tremendous. How does something like that work out? I remember talking early on, like, copyright law and wrestling is kind of weird. It's very weird. And even on Unrestricted, that is actually restricted information. Oh, wow. <laughs> but we, have, we have reached the pinnacle we of Unrestricted. We have hit it. But I will say it was a very positive uh, experience across the board. No hard feelings. Uh, I'm thankful for everyone who was involved uh WWE and AEW. I worked there. I worked for WWE for 11 years. So a lot of good memories yeah. in addition to no hard feelings. Yeah. So no hard feelings. Yeah. Okay. So a year later now, did you envision this is where we would be? Chris Harrington does this really wonderful data report every week on everything. 
And I think he thinks none of us read it. Mm-hmm. I read that thing. Man. I love it. I don't even get it. And I know everyone reads it. God, I love it. I love it. It's the I, minute by minute thing, right? Every from minute by minutes to market data. It's such a valuable thing to have. And he's so good about distilling that information, color coding it for the ones of us who didn't go to college like myself. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, it's a uh, street smart. That data. Yeah. That, that data really, <laughs> that's one of the things that we were talking about earlier. Would I think that we would Oh, that's here. right. That's just the type of data that really makes me think, well, okay, we're going to be around for years to come. How do we continue to expand the audience? In year two, we're going to make some big moves to expand the audience that are not so much moves you'd think we would make, but I'm excited about them nonetheless. Very excited. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Little, little tease for the future. I mean, it's very Making moves. I yeah. tell most people in the hallway, if you can hear, if, if you ever put your, even just stand outside my door, I'm pretty much yelling all these creative ideas mm-hmm. and things. But that's also part of my process. I feel like if I say it out loud, right, I'm, I'm, it's going to happen. You're manifesting I'm it. I'm going to will it into existence. It's like hanging out with Stella. Just all positive, think about it, and it's going to happen. Stella's in the other room. She is? Yeah, Stella. Oh, they're doing the, the red carpet yeah. thing today, right? You should get Stella on here. She's and, got some. Oh, dude. Yeah. And yeah, now you know why, why my office is in the hallway outside your door. I really think we should give you a real office. No, I'm, I want to be right there. You right out of the door with a saddle on your desk. <laughs> no. How was your intern, by the way? Tremendous. Did he do anything? Yeah, James was tremendous, and I, I and I showed him everything. Oh, good. I, I went back and showed him the uh, the gorilla position, yeah. if we can call it that, or the Tony position. The Whatever. go position. I, I told him all the, the, the go. I t- yeah. showed him all the, and I took him backstage, and I didn't show him the truck, but I and I introduced him to everybody. So yeah, he got a good experience. How did your kid. engine do? Good kid, Kirk. I didn't, Kirk. I didn't. He opened the door to your to your room when we were calling the match. Yeah, he was. I, he was. Works. He yeah. was. He was standing at attention too. So the first rule they were all was, standing. The first attention. rule was stand at attention. Mm-hmm. The second rule was rest for success. Yeah. The third rule was don't bother anybody, but also introduce yourself to everyone because they didn't bother anybody. Mm-hmm. They also annoyed a lot of people, and that's why we put them out in the crowd. Okay. Because the, people were starting to go, who are these lingering? Yeah. Standing with their hands. They got stick six yeah. up the butt. But yeah, they they were relax a little bit. They kids. were our best students, and I wanted to see. I want them to see the light at the end of the tunnel. They were all very polite. Nobody's a nobody. Everybody <laughs> right. polite, respectful. Mm-hmm. That will go so far, right? And it'll help you so so much. And that's if they get anything out of this camp. That's what I want them to get out of it. Yeah. And I was giving them a, a lot of grief too. You have to. Well, I mean, I would, like for instance, when QT would walk by and there was cat. And Kirk and James all standing there at attention, you know, yeah. outside your room. I would say, yeah, I agree with you guys. QT sucks. Oh, you know, oh. stuff like that. And they would oh. laugh like, oh, don't say that. It's like, oh, God, oh, God. We're going like, to we're gonna have to do all these blow ups. I said, yeah, shit. Yeah, you- QT. I told them on the first day of camp, I said, QT is a really nice guy. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> and then. You got to have a bad cop. So it's, but it's been completely the opposite way. I have been so nice to them. One hundred percent is the one that I would have bet yeah. money on that. I can hear in his ring, like, "Well, you know it all," and they're having a whole. I'm like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" And then I just get my little ring together, mm-hmm. like, "Oh." Plus, QT knows fundamentals. I don't teach fundamentals, so if you're in my ring, it's the circus. It's a birthday party over there. We're jumping <coughs> off the top rope. We're, you know, Bob yeah, QT is teaching you the proper wrist lock, and I'm just goofing around. And then if you look in Preston Vance's ring, you might as well. That that I don't have a clue what he's doing over there, you know. But hey, that's the dark order ring, sir. We are not done here. Uh, we're getting close, so let's end this on this. Uh, so uh, you had mentioned to me in an interview that yeah. you wanted to wrestle for another five years. Yeah, yeah. We're so what's what's uh, what's Cody's goals moving forward now uh, to uh, be booked uh, on the Mandalorian? Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Well, so a wrestler already got it. 
That's true. Sasha's yeah. on there. So I've got to find a different property. Dude, you need to be on no, a Star Trek. Well, there's there's Trek. There's also the Obi series. There's other properties. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She took it. She wins. Uh, that's uh, no. You can't no, be no, second. No. You don't think? No, you can't be you second, think, you Tony. Think pro- you think a production's going to go? We need two wrestlers. Yes, I think. They, no, they're going to look at that and say, "Man, that kid looks great in this part. That kid should be a Jedi." Well, I want. I what I want <laughs> okay. is the next. I want to for the next five years uh-huh. wrestle at the absolute highest level I can wrestle. All right. Be part of the building of new stars. Okay. But I'm not going to apologize for if my run keeps continuing at its rate. I'm going to. Milk it, ride it, man. Ride. I'm going to ride the lightning bolt until I can't anymore. So I want five. I want five years of that. I said forty. It's a weird age, but I just knew too many old wrestlers. My dad was one of them that mm-hmm. I just hated that they were still beating themselves up. Uh, and then Isn't I was your love, brother like fifty, dude. He's it's unreal. Fifty one. Yeah. F sixty maybe. Mm-hmm. He's very old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but great and responsible for the most recent rating that was over a million. So we'll give him his credit. Yeah. But I. Uh, I want to do that, and then I would love to parlay. I want to stay the executive vice president of, of all elite wrestling. I told Tony this until I die. Mm-hmm. This is where I, this is this is the end of my. Oh yeah, this, you don't yeah, really I mean, have another option. That I, I can't necessarily <laughs> go back. Uh, the others can can change. I really can't, and I want to stay here uh, fully when I'm done wrestling in five years. But I also want to parlay it into some third party projects, uh, stuff like Go Big Show, and just different acting. Of course, is a realm that like they now Tony's management's got me this great acting coach and they've they've shopped me around which is beautiful and i want to be part of that but as long as it doesn't take me away from here and then i want to run for senate in the great state of georgia Ooh. and then and that's it and then maybe i'll let you be the head of AEW games and then maybe i can come back <laughs> head of AEW games uh that's that's my you rocked a turtleneck man i, I know they're wow. great photos they don't coincide with my my wife's got you know different goals and those visions got to intersect to a degree. Um, yeah, kinda. she's been she's been really understanding of all these routes I want to go. And uh, yeah, that's it. Wow, I could keep going about the things I want. Yeah, right? just yeah. manifest them positive, sell a style, sell a style. There well, we go. Looks like, and I never thought I'd say this. Looks like being a political operative is in my future. In the state of Georgia. A political operative? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, we, I mean, honestly, I grew up there. Yeah. Oh, uh, I know. I want to take the sphere of influence I have and just help people. Yeah. It's very, it's, Georgia's a very... You're sub- doing it here on a smaller scale. Yeah. Why not do it yeah. for the world? Just, just, I want to help people. And I yeah. love speaking to people. And I just, I just want to help. It, I feel like the art of politics and government and the bureaucracy of it all is so lost on the initial part. Uh, why certain good people in politics shine so much is because there's not enough of them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not enough of just like, oh, that's a good guy. Yeah. That's a good girl. Like, they're good people, yeah. you know? And I just would like to be that. And I know Georgia, backwards and forwards, we're a B market that thinks we're L.A. Yeah. We're not. No one's coming to our sporting games nope. other than UGA football, you know? Mm-hmm. I know who we really are. But it's a great place to but live. But it's the best place. It is tremendous. I always Stop banging on the table. Yeah. It's the best. Stacy gets real mad when oh, you do no. that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Stacy. So, uh, uh, Cody, thanks. I hope we can use all this. Hopefully. It looks like about 30% will be usable. Okay, great. Yep. Well, that's that's better than zero. <laughs> that's a good yeah, ratio, better. actually. That's more than I thought. Staying positive. Uh, subscribe to AEW Unrestricted, whatever portion of this airs, for free <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out the video of the podcast on YouTube. Just search AEW Unrestricted, and you can see my lemonade top. But you can't see my purple bottom. You can see Pharaoh walking around. Okay. He had a good time. 
And also tune to AEW Dynamite Wednesdays, 8 o'clock, 7 central on TNT. Cody, thanks, man. Thank, Thank you so guys much. very much. We, we, we can do it. The next one. We, yeah, we'll go, we'll go have to. This has got to be version or episode two of this coming Let's up keep, soon. I'll keep coming. Got it. Keep Sweet. coming. I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Aubrey Edwards. Thanks for listening to AEW Unrestricted. 